Hey y'all, this is Beyond the Fort podcast. I'm Walker. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jordan. So we're just going to get into our introductions. So um, my name is Walker Burgess. Um, me, Caleb, and Jordan all met our first summer at Caswell, uh, Fort Caswell. It's in Oak Island, North Carolina. We worked on summer staff there and we all just became really good friends and we we talked about sports and that's how we got to grow closer with the Lord, but also grow closer through sports. So I'm going to tell a little bit about myself. So I'm a sophomore at a Blue Ridge Community College and I, um, I'm getting ready to graduate from there. Some of the biggest sports that are big in my life currently, I, I like to play golf a lot with my dad. Um, I grew up playing basketball and baseball. I, I really enjoy bowling as for fun and stuff like that. And I like playing disc golf as well. Um, but really, um, my testimony, uh, was through sports and just through my life. Uh, I grew up uh, in a Christian home. My dad was always, he was a pastor for a while and then he moved on from that and now he's back in ministry. But I, uh, I've always had that figure and a person in my life that has really, uh, pushed me to be with, uh, the Lord, um, I was lost when I was really younger. I was doing what everybody else was doing. And that was uh, just, just falling after Christ and just doing, doing what everybody else was doing, just getting saved, getting baptized, just doing that. But um, later on after high school, I was trying to figure out who I was. I was trying to be somebody that I'm not trying to just, um, just really like um, be, be someone that wasn't me, not who God wanted me to be. Uh, he, I was trying to be someone different and I should just, and I, I realized, um, after I went to a camp one year that I just need to be who God made me to be. And that's all that matters. And, um, I really think that, um, sports are a good way to help people grow closer with the Lord. And, uh, I'm going to send it over to Caleb. Hey, so I'm Caleb. I am a junior at the university of North Carolina at Pembroke. I'm currently like majoring in physical education with a minor in sports management. I want to go into coaching and coach high school football or do something along the lines of sports ministry with FCA. So I grew up playing football. That was the main, that was the only sport I played growing up. I started playing when I was in like third grade and played until my senior year of high school. And I had dreams of playing college football and not getting able to pursue that dream is what actually led me back to Christ. I grew up in church. And what I did was church and football all through middle and high school. But when I graduated high school and didn't get to play college ball, I had nothing to do during the summers. And I went down to Caswell as a camper right after I graduated from high school. And that week, I not only rededicated my life, but ended up applying for summer staff for the 2020 summer. And in 2020 was my first year on summer staff. And in 2021, I started following the call into ministry. And Jordan, you're next now, I guess. What's up, guys? My name is Jordan. I'm a rising senior at Chowan University. There I study religion with a hopes of one day going into ministry. Um, and I would say that my walk with faith started <clears throat> from a, a ver very similar to Caleb and Walker's. I grew up in a Christian home and throughout I can just remember being fascinated with the biblical stories from a young age, always being very 
interested in those things and I just casual played a very vital part that's where I actually got called into ministry at around the age of 17 and from then on I haven't looked back and uh casual played a special role with me and I realized I wanted to work there and I've worked there for now three years on summer staff every summer with these guys and I grew up playing baseball and basketball primarily but I follow pretty much every sport and that's really what made us connect as Walker said earlier in the podcast how we all met is this was my second summer actually at Caswell I had worked a summer before Walker and Caleb had come down for their first summer so I just remember being on the guys hall and I believe I met Caleb first and like I just noticed like how quiet he was and I tried getting you know really tried getting to know him because he seemed like a really good guy still and I also noticed how much he followed the guys around at first which was hilarious and then I came to met Walker Walker was a very outgoing guy all about those ladies his first summer he had a lot of growing to do we won't talk about that in detail though for his pride oh, oh lord yeah save me save me yeah guys i mean like what, what did y'all think of like when we first met yeah so like um definitely like um going down to caswell like um meeting jordan and caleb like uh it was great like i didn't really i had i had only been to caswell as a camper once so like it was really new to me again. Um, my dad had worked there on summer staff, so um, he had told me a little bit about it. But I got there, and I remember always I, – I remember walking in, and I remember, like, I was really nervous, just ha- have never really done anything like this. And, I, and I, I definitely remember the first – one of the first people that came up and talked to me was Jordan, and he introduced himself to me. And I just remember, like, thinking, like, God, this guy is scary. Like, dude, this guy is huge. This guy's going to, like, hurt me and kill me. But then, like, I realized, like, man, this guy's this guy's a great guy. He cares about everybody on this hall, um, uh, and I'm definitely very thankful for him um, and his impact that he's had on my life these past two years. Um, but um, I met Caleb a little soon after that. I noticed he had a Panther shirt on, and I like went up to him and kind of beat up on him. This is when the Saints were good in 2020, like Drew Brees was still there. So like we were still good. So I would like talk smack to him to like tell him how much better the Saints were than the Panthers. Um, but um, I actually had the opportunity this summer to actually be in the same room as Caleb, which was really, really cool. Cause I got to live with him for a whole summer and uh, see, see what he's like <laughs> in a room and not just down the hall. So um, I'm very thankful to have, uh, uh, lived down there with him this summer and uh grown more with our friendship with him as well so i'm gonna send it over to caleb now i'm not gonna talk about your bag of pizza walker but oh wait please do (laughs) please do so when we got down there this summer walker comes in and he's got like a gallon size ziploc bag of pizza and he's like hey guys i brought some food it's for the room it's fair game and like i was on ground crew this past summer so, like, our room started smelling bad, and Walker's was like, ah, oh, it's just Caleb's clothes. He smells bad because he's mowing grass all day. About four weeks into the summer, during staff house cleanup, we find this green bag of mush, like, on one of Walker's shelves. So, I'm guessing... Hey, Caleb, 
<laughs> but you have to admit, okay, yes, yes, this was my pizza in this bag with green mush going on. But you have to admit, I never would have known it was there if Caleb's clothes would have been all over it. Dude, his I didn't shirts even... were all over the bag. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was like one of the shelves on our beds that I did not even use. I know, but your wet shirt was on it. Trying to blame it on me. Okay. Yes, it was my fault. Yes. Go yes. ahead and finish your thing about how you met Jordan. Yeah, but no, I met Jordan and Walker both my first summer. I think Jordan was one of the first couple of guys that grabbed me and like offered to go on a 500 with me. But that meant a lot for me because like that was my first time being away from home. And most of the friends I had made in high school, I was growing apart from. And then Walker was another one of those guys that I connected with real early. And that's just because we talk crap about sports probably every day. Yeah. yeah also, guys, I feel like we should explain what a 500 is. That's something that me and another staffer mainly started really getting into our first summer. His name's Nolan. Shout out to Nolan. Love that man. Nolan is great. Nolan but is great. basically what a 500 is, is it's a walk around the campus road, which is it's about a mile. And usually how, what, how it works is, is the goal of the 500 is to like grow closer together. What, and really get to know each other. And I really enjoy it. And I've taken several with Caleb and Walker. And I just really, guys, I want to say, like, how much you both mean to me. Because, I mean, over these past two years, we've grown really cl- so close. We have our own podcast now. <laughs> like, and you guys have both been, as much as you guys have said that I've really helped you out, you guys have really helped me out and really encouraged me when I have felt down as well. So pretty much what we're going to do on this podcast, like, as we said, this is a podcast where we are going to be doing like some devotions and some, and just sharing our, sharing our life and just what we want to do. But we're also going to talk a little bit about sports and like some of the stuff that we like and sports teams and stuff and what we follow. Um, So currently for me, I, I am a huge Boston Red Sox fan. I am a huge baseball fan. These guys like Jordan, Jordan, he's a little bit of a baseball fan, not, not too much. Like he follow he like you said he follows. I follow it. Yeah, he follows. It. Caleb, yeah, no way. The only baseball game I've watched start to finish this year has been the Field of Dreams game. That's sad. That's really sad, Caleb. Um, but as I was saying, I like to watch baseball a lot. That's a big sport for me. I'm a big Saints fan. Who that nation? I love the Saints. You guys uh, are looking great this year. Well, we are looking <laughs> great this year. We actually have a game tonight. We we have a game. Um, up, coming up here soon in preseason, um, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Jameis Winston fan. I th- I think he's actually going to do well. For us. I really do. I think I think he's going to perform well. Uh, I'm a little worried because he has thrown more interceptions to Saints players in his career than he's thrown touchdowns to Saints players. So I'm a little worried about that. But um, it, it should be good. It should be good. Sean Payton, he's a great coach. He'll help him out in a lot of ways. Um, and then. Other than that, I follow a lot of uh, I follow golf in general. Like I just watch golf whenever it's on TV. I like playing it. I'm a big John Rom fan. I like watching him play. Uh, I watch a little bit of college football, not much. I usually just watch the national championship, and that's about it. But <laughs> whoever's in it, I don't really root for any team. Like obviously, we live in North Carolina, so I cheer for the Tar Heels and stuff like that. But um, 
I'm going to send it over to Caleb because I know he's got a lot to talk about. Um, Football-wise, I'm a huge Panthers fan. So, like, I just jumped on the Panthers bandwagon with my dad when I was little. Like, the reward for sticking out my first season of football was tickets to a Panthers game. And me and dad went and sat in one of the end zones and watched them play the Falcons. The Falcons um, won, didn't they? Probably. I remember, like <laughs> – well, I remember, like, I was playing defensive tackle, so my dad got me a Julius Peppers jersey. And, like, okay. we went to the Panthers game, and we were all excited about watching Julius Peppers play. And it was, like, a late-season game, so he didn't even play. Oof. That's cute. The main sport outside of football that I follow is NASCAR, with my favorite driver being Alex Bowman. But I follow most of the Team Hendrick drivers, like William Byram, Kyle Larson, and Chase Elliott. And Kyle Bush. But, I don't follow Kyle Bush. Jordan, on to you. All right, guys. So, for football, I'm also a Panthers fan. Let's go, Panthers. Maybe Their Sam Darnold will do something this year. Um, the Panthers giving up on the Saints fan in here. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But we know who's going to be third in the division. Hey. <laughs> hey. But all and for like I said earlier, I pretty much follow a little bit of everything. So like for baseball, I follow the Cardinals. I've liked the Cardinals since they beat Detroit in the 2006 World Series. I follow the Hurricanes. Let's go Canes! Even though they choke every playoff, I follow UFC. I like several different fighters in UFC. None of them know anything about that though, so I won't talk about it too long. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I can talk about most sports, but I like um, I could say I felt like I'm a fan of soccer, but like I can't talk soccer like very seriously because I know there are some people out there that would rage if I got statistics and all wrong. So we're, we're going to leave that out. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw it, but Miguel Cabrera hit that 500 home run. Got himself in the 500 home run club. That was good for him. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for him. I know he. Uh, that's a lot of pressure to get to that moment, especially for him. He's been. He's. I. I think he's probably gonna get get ready to retire here soon. So I don't know, but um, I definitely think that in the coming years there will be a lot more guys that go into the 500 home run club, like Mike Trout. I think he'll go in there. Bryce Harper, oh, yeah. some of those Love guys. If Mike Trout, Mike Trout could probably make it in if he stays healthy. I okay. Think. How about Shohei hitting forty? Uh, I'm not the greatest fan of Shohei, but I'll give it to him. Like, yeah, like he's he's a great player. Two way, like that's insane. Like playing pitch, being a great pitcher and being able to hit. Like he's probably gonna win Cy Young, possibly, maybe the bat the batting crown, possibly. You don't have yeah, winning he, MVP. Might, he might be MVP. I don't know, man. It's there's a lot of guys up for that, but he might American League. He could possibly win American League MVP. Vlad Guerrero, though, he's been he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he has. But I think I think Joey Votto is making a push for National League MVP. But yeah. he's a he's a he's an old fart. I don't know if he's gonna he's gonna be able to hold on with all the young youngins that are playing. Yeah. So like who, I know you're a Red Sox fan, but like who do you see like 
being like a playoff content like who's that like new team that's a playoff um, contender? recently for me the brewers are looking like a team that's going to go far in the playoffs um they've been really making a big push the brewers the braves have been playing great all three of us have a great friend of ours that we work with at castle that loves the braves and he posts every day on social media the Braves, and I'm like, why can't the Red Sox keep a free keep a streak of win win streak like the Braves can? Um, but the the Red Sox did today though. They did hit a grand they hit a walk off grand slam, so that's good. Like, but it was against the Rangers, so it's not great. But but definitely in our division, personally, the Red Sox have fallen a lot. The Yankees are making a big push. I hate the Yankees. Red Sox Yankees rivalry that's awful. Blue Jays have kind of fallen back a little bit. The Orioles just suck in general. Any of you Orioles fans, I'm sorry. Like, feel bad for you. <laughs> Walker, they've only been rebuilding for 10 years. It's fine. I thought it was 20. Yeah. But um, all of that, the Padres fell out uh, fell out of second place. They're not even in the wild card anymore. Uh, the Giants are on fire. 80 wins. Like, that's insane at this point. Um, yeah. But – I think the Giants will choke. I just, I really do. I think that they're on a really hot streak and that they're going to choke here soon. But, um, Caleb, you got anything to talk about preseason football? Any big, big things? I actually, I wanted to mention the Field of Dreams game. Oh, I know. Right. Like at Caleb's the time, talking about baseball. This is shocking. Yeah, Dang. yeah. I know. This, this will is only like... happen this episode of the podcast. <laughs> yes, very likely. No, so like when we're recording this, the Field of Dreams game happened about two weeks ago. But I found some pretty cool, like, like statistics about this. So Tim Anderson, the guy who hit the walk-off home run for the White Sox, I this is like a personal connection I got with him. When I was younger, we went to a Hickory Crawdads game where they were playing the Kannapolis Intimidators. Mm. And he actually signed a baseball for each of me and my two younger brothers. Well, when he hit the walk-off home run against the Yankees, I don't know where I got this fact from. I saw it on Instagram at some point. But he hit the 15th walk-off home run by a White Sox player against the Yankees all time. The first person to do that was Shoeless Joe Jackson on July 20th, 1919. And Jordan, I know you haven't watched Field of Dreams, but Field of Dreams is based off of Shoeless Joe Jackson in a way. Caleb, I'm very proud of you for finding some baseball statistics like that. Like that made that made my day right there. But Jordan, I'm just in shock that you have never seen the Field of Dreams. Okay, look, it's one of the few major films I haven't watched. It's a Kevin Costner classic. Dude, and this is one of those movies where, like, if it's on TV, I'll go out there and watch it with Dad. Like, it's like a automatic, like, click on, click to watch it on the TV. Like, if Yeah, on- like, MLB Network plays it, like, at least once right. a month. So, like, okay, what, where do, like, what baseball films like where are they ranked for y'all like Sandlot? I I don't know. Like for me personally, like I just some baseball movies are kind of like up there. My favorite baseball movie, and it's not really it's a baseball movie, but like it's not a lot about that. It's Fever Pitch with uh Jimmy Fallon. Have you seen that? No. It's about how he has season tickets to the Red Sox and he and he meets a girl and he wants to uh his girlfriend wants him to hang out with him and not go see the Red Sox. And he's never missed a game. So it's like, a whole I've seen that. Movie. I've seen that movie once or twice. I know I, what you're talking about. Um, just because you, you don't watch movie. baseball movies besides field of dreams. 
Did you recently? I watch a bunch of sports movies. Yeah, we know, Caleb. Your football. We know. You won't stop posting your rating of football films (laughs) in the group chats we have. But I do have to say that, like, Sandlot's great. Major League, great movie. Um, Absolutely. Field of Dreams is up there. Um, The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Yes. Thank you. Great one. Oh, my goodness. Great one. The guy can act. I think that's a true story. I'm pretty sure. It is. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a Disney movie. Okay. Disney Plus watchers, y'all can go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Now another question though: What is the equivalent in like foot football movies to Field of Dreams? I can't really compare. Like, for me, like Caleb might be upset with me, but Rudy is the all-time greatest best football movie. I think personally, and so- it can't compare to any baseball movie. It just can't compare. What you said about the football version of Field of Dreams, there's actually a football movie with a pretty similar idea. It's called Touchback. The guy who hurt his knees in like the championship game gets an opportunity to go back and play football again in like high school. I don't really know. I don't remember all of the movie and how he ended up at that point, but he gets to go and play again, kind of like how those guys who have been banned from baseball got to. Yeah. But my my favorite football movie is Greater. I like that. That's a good movie. And Razorback. Yeah. I haven't actually seen Greater. Kayla's been telling me I need to watch it on Disney Plus. And it's on Netflix. And it's We're going to let, let y'all know Jordan has no like personal life to watch these movies. Like, why do you not watch these movies, Jordan? Like, it's insane to me that you are not watching. watching I'm them. sure there are movies that you haven't seen that I've seen. We can talk about that later, but I I think also another great football movie, Caleb, and I think you can back me up. Friday Night Lights, classic. Yeah, that's good. Yes, great, great movie. Um, the movie's awesome, but I had to read the book for school one time, and I couldn't make it through like the first or second chapter. The book was rough. Yeah, I can't read. When the game stands tall, there's a lot of great sports movies. Invincible, another Disney movie. Invincible's great. I've seen Invincible. But um, a lot of great, great sports movies out there. But now, I bring up, like, the football equivalent because I wonder, like, what would be, like, they had a Field of Dreams game, actually, but, like, what would, like, NFL's, like, equivalent be? So I wrote a paper about this for my community college. And basically the idea that I had was, like, expand the regular season by game to 17, which is what the NFL's done but make that odd number a neutral site and create opportunities for teams to go and play at neutral site locations. Or the example I actually used in my paper was the idea of having the Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans play at Bristol Motor Speedway, which is what Tennessee did a few years ago and set a record for college football attendance. Yeah. That's cool. That's an interesting idea for sure. I definitely wrote a lot of papers in high school about college sports and how they should be paid. I actually wrote a paper on that in high school and look now they're getting paid. So the dreams came true. Yeah. Dreams came true. Do we have a, and do y'all have anything to talk about with preseason football? I know I had said that earlier about Mitch Trubisky and him coming to his hometown in Chicago. (laughs) I mean, for me, I don't really see 
a major talking point in preseason because all preseason is is slimming rosters to me. Like, if you have, like, an undefeated record in preseason, it doesn't matter in retrospect. There is something to look at, though, because you get these QB battles between two and three QBs. So, like, I know the Panthers right now, Will Greer is facing P.J. Walker, and they're competing for the number two spot behind Sam Darnold. And like it's created a little bit of excitement, at least for me, to sit there and watch because I'm a huge P.J. Walker fan. I like the XFL. I actually preferred the XFL broadcast to the NFL. But yeah, P.J. Walker. He, he's not bad. I like Wilbur. No. And that's the thing. It's only a competition right now because P.J. Walker had a rough game against the Ravens. Yeah. And I'm pulling up the stats right now. Well, while you're pulling that up, did y'all see that the Bengals' first overall draft pick, Jamar Chase, he's had more dropped catches in the past couple weeks? Yeah, he's kind of seeming like a very big bust right now in the draft. Yeah. I always worry about that when a team drafts what a quarterback I feel like is wanting because, like, he played with him at Louisiana – so, like, I know, like, sometimes, like, that could be bad in some areas. Like, I know, like, the Jaguars probably should have drafted O-line, but they drafted Travis Etienne. Yeah. Same with the Bengals. They needed a, they need an O-line bad. Oh, yeah, that's why, like, Joe Burrow gets – like, got sacked so much last year. Their O-line is just not good. No, we we were even like texting between each other during the draft, like, oh, Bengals made a mistake with that one, or yeah, I like the Bengals. Like, they took one of my favorite players from the Saints from last year. They took Trey Hawkinson, uh, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, sorry, T.J. Hawkinson, Trey Hendrickson, but um, Trey Hendrickson, man, he's gonna be a good. He's a good pickup for them. He'll do well with them. Uh, I think he actually he made the NFL top one hundred. I'm pretty sure. I think he was like like eighty something which is crazy because that's really good for him. Well, I don't think Mr. Bisky wasn't on it, but I do have to say Mr. Bisky, heck of a game. Coming back into Chicago, I think he was like 21 and 28, I, I'm pretty sure. And he had one touchdown. Like, it's pretty great for him. And then Justin Fields, feel bad for him. He got his, he got his head taken off in that game. Yeah, luckily he didn't get hurt with that massive hit. Yeah, they said his uh, his headband came off as well. Uh, we're laughing about someone getting hurt. <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. looking ahead of preseason, though, like, who would you guys say is, like, your Super Bowl favorites right now? Like, just, just like, out of thin air. Hmm. To be 100% honest, I would not be surprised if it was a Buccaneers-Chiefs repeat. I don't think so. I think mm, – I think – I know I'm going to probably get a lot of hate for this, but I think Cleveland I, – I really do. I think Cleveland can make a run this year. If Cleveland can stay healthy, they're a really big team to deal with, and, like, their defense is better now. I also have to add this, too. I think Green Bay – I know they have issues with Aaron Rodgers, but, dude, that team is amazing. 
They are. I, I don't know what happens with them every year, though. They always just seem to choke in, like, the NFC Championship. It yeah, like. that's the same way with this next team, I was going to say. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like, they had that whole run last year and then absolutely choked at the end. See, no. my thing with Pittsburgh is, though, Pittsburgh had an easy record, and then they played, like, some decent teams and lost, in my opinion, when I looked at their record last year. Yeah, no, the Steelers did not impress me last year. The team that impressed me the most was actually the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. I was going to say, we're, we got to bring up the Bills, man. Like, that is a team to watch. Stat team as well, man. Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, like, they just added Emmanuel Sanders, a veteran. Like, that's going to be a good little wide receiver core right there. And that defense, that defense is a top 10 defense potentially this year. I mean, they're the nasty big, defense. Talking like far ahead postseason, if the Bills can lock up home field advantage early, they have an easy shot at the AFC championship because Buffalo is just a tough place to play in. Yeah. yeah. I think one struggle that they're going to have, though, is I know like a lot of people like him, a lot of people don't, but I just think their running back situation is going to hurt them. Um, they got Zach Moss mm-hmm. and Devin Singletary, but – I just think like they didn't perform as great last year. They're think I've read some stuff like from our from fantasy drafts and stuff that we've been doing, but it says that Zach Moss is supposed to have a better year. I hope so because they they really need a good back there if they want to win. And I don't know about for y'all though, but it seems like the AFC is going to be a lot more competitive than like the NFC. It will be for me. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that I think the Jets could have a turnaround season. <laughs> I do, I know it's joking, but dude, they got a new quarterback. They got I they I've watched I watched a couple of their preseason games. Honestly, they look they don't look bad. I gotta be honest. New coach, great coach. He's from San Francisco. I think he's gonna well. We're gonna talk about that. Let's talk about the Dan Campbell Lions. <laughs> Jared Goff. Jared Goff. What a man. I think that there, was a good play for them. There's been a few guys who have been pulled out of, like, big markets with trades like Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, that could do a lot better in a smaller market like Detroit or Charlotte. Yeah. Because, like, I'm excited to see what both of them do this year because like, I know – I've kept up with the Panthers a lot more than the Lions. Matt Rule has had nothing but praise for Sam Darnold right now, and he seems to be doing a lot better in the, like in Charlotte than he ever did in New York. Okay, well, tell me this as well. What do you think – how do you how do you think the situation looks in Denver? Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, well, I, I know I agree with that. they have a Carolina – they have a Carolina rookie now, Javante Williams, running back. I think he can help them a lot, but I gotta be honest. I feel like I've I, I can't remember what game it was, but I watched one game. I thought Drew Locke played played pretty well. Drew Locke is a good backup. I and he like he has his moments, but like I think that Teddy Bridgewater is consistent enough that although he can't throw deep balls or anything like that, he'll probably lock up the starter position. Like, yeah. Like because I mean, if you look at Carolina last year. We had four receivers over a thousand yards. Yeah, like Teddy Bridgewater did an amazing job of spreading the ball out between all of his receivers. 
But the issue was whenever Carolina needed to take a deep shot, he just couldn't do it. Hey, man, I love Teddy. Teddy Two Gloves, he went 4-0 with the Saints. Yeah, that's why, we, that's why we paid way too much for him. Yes. Yeah, and that, I feel like the Panthers could have gotten more out of the trade if they had waited to, like, draft day. I yeah. will say the one thing I don't like about the Panthers is their front office. Their front office is awful, in my opinion. Who, yeah, do you like the new coach there? Um, With him going into a second season, I don't have, like, an opinion that's set in stone yet because he's got to establish the culture he wants to have in Carolina. And I think that's what he did by bringing in Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be able to start setting up the type of offense he wants to use. With skilled positions, they have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. And they have – like, the Panthers have an extremely solid skilled position. It's just a matter of Sam Darnold coming in and being able to run it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also – I'm a little bit more concerned about the defense than the offense, honestly, right now. Because, like, they are a very young defense. Yeah, when Luke retired, that's what hurt the defense the most because they lost their leader and the oldest person on the field. I'm well, still I, in shock he retired. It's just crazy. It's my favorite player. Yeah, he was great. Great leader. But I I do think he did it for the right reasons. And, like, I mean, concussions, like, have a massive effect on people after they retire and all. So I think he made the right decision there. I am curious, though, like, how dominant do you guys think Tom Brady is going to be this year? Like, now that, like, at the second half of last season, they kind of, like, really got that offense in order. And, like, they just dominated the second half of the season. Yeah, the Buccaneers, they're winning the NFC South this year. There's no doubts about it. I just – I think he I think he started off really slow last year. Um, definitely with a new team, you're always going to start off slow. Um, now that he's settled in, also they brought back literally almost everybody on that team from last yeah. year. They literally – because I feel like Tom wanted everybody back. And then they also, like, they got that – they have Devin White on their – their defense is unbelievable. Did, their defense is insane. Did um, Tom Brady take a pay cut like he usually yeah, does? Like, I, be, I believe he did, did take another pay cut. Who did they and, get in the draft? Um, I know, like, later rounds they ended up getting a new backup quarterback – but I do know that the Buccaneers were the only team in the league who were able to keep all 22 starters. Also in that division, do you think the Saints will be better than the Falcons? Um, I mean, unless Matt Ryan really steps up for – like he well, just hasn't Kyle been Pitt. hot. Huh? They added Kyle Pitts from Florida, the tight end. They do, and they have Calvin Ridley. But they lost Julio Jones, which, speaking of Julio Jones, Tennessee is going to be really good this year. That is an AFC team we didn't say anything like Ryan about. Ryan Tannehill is so underrated. Great quarterback. I think he's doing well there. Um, Derrick Henry is a beast. A.J. Brown. That defense is also, like, a superb defense. Yeah, not bad. 
Tennessee is going to be another team to look out for. Yeah. I just wonder with, like, the AFC, like, isn't that predictable to me? Because, yeah, you have Cleveland, you got Tennessee, like, you got Kansas City, of course. And who knows, you might have some, like, teams shock us this year. Yep, so we're uh, we're about to run out of time here. Um, I think uh, Caleb's got a few words to say. Um, yeah, so as we wrap up our first episode, I wanted to kind of talk about the vision we have for this show. Since we started planning Beyond the Fort almost a year ago now, there's been one thing that stayed the same. We've wanted to use this platform that we started to build to help grow God's kingdom and try and make this world a better place. The mindset that me, Jordan, and Walker have taken throughout this has been very consistent. If one person becomes a Christian through this show or a resource or something that we talk about, we've done exactly what we plan to do. So here at the end of the first episode, I wanted to mention the music that you're going to hear as an intro and transitions through at least his first season or two. This is from the song Between You and I by Mike Panina. Uh, Mike is the campus minister at UNC Pembroke, and I'm very thankful that I've gotten to know him over the past year. But um, Mike became a Christian through Christian rap. Um, He told me during his testimony that he was starting to dig through underground rap and he just came upon Christian rap one day and it clicked with him and it led him to become a Christian. Um, You can find his stuff on YouTube and Spotify, and I'm going to have it linked in the description of all our shows. Um, And hopefully we can have Pastor Mike on eventually to share his full testimony. But that's something I kind of wanted to talk about. As our show develops, we want to plug and talk about some things besides just sports. Because everybody has interest outside of sports, and so do we. And probably the most developed idea that we've had has been the idea of casual legends. And this is not going to have a set release date. It's just going to be, we're going to make it whenever we can. But the goal is to explore the history of Fort Caswell, where we have interviews with former summer staffers, interns, and current and former full-time staff members. Because we want to share Caswell and what it's done through done through our lives with y'all. Not just through so, our lives, but everybody's lives that we have on the show as well. Yeah, yeah. because... Caswell has provided an opportunity for so many people to become Christians or get called into ministry or develop their faith as a Christian. So as we start this journey, I want to thank all of y'all for listening and supporting the show. I know there's been a ton of delays, but we're excited to see what happens next and hope to see you again next week. In the cut thing, Caleb.